Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. My name is Michael, and I'm going to be talking today about something going on in my personal life. You know, I, I like to do kind of random topics on this podcast recently and looking at different vocabulary and expressions related to things that you might be doing in your life as well. And today I'm going to be talking about marriage. Dun, dun, dun. So the reason why is because actually this episode is being recorded in advance. You know, so it's actually a few weeks earlier in my time, but this week I'm taking a week off. You know, you will have no idea because this episode is still live, but I'm taking a week off because I'm getting married this week. Yes, finally getting married. It's a very exciting week for me. And at the moment, I'm kind of enjoying maybe my last couple weeks of my my hands being ring free, you know, not having that uncomfortable ring on there, but we'll see how I can bear that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't often talk about these kind of personal topics on the podcast. I may talk about more specific details, I think maybe on my private podcast. I'm a little bit more comfortable because I know it's a smaller audience. So I think in terms of like things like proposing and, you know, how to know if you found the right partner. I think these kind of topics, I might, I might talk about these more on the private podcast this week. And if you want to hear that, that is available for Level Up English members. And I think this is a really good deal, by the way. So if you become a member, you get access to the podcast, the private one. You get access to podcast transcripts for the main podcast, for what you're listening to now. You can read all of the transcripts and it highlights the word as I'm talking. It's really useful. You also get access to regular group classes, pronunciation classes and you know other classes you can take in your own time, writing courses, IELTS exam course, all these kind of things. And I mean honestly I feel a lot of people will charge £10 a month only for a private podcast or they will charge £10 for you know one or two group classes. But I'm doing I'm doing everything. £10 a month for all of that stuff included. In my opinion it's a really good deal. So if you are interested at all in becoming a member, you can go to levelupenglish.school and click on the members button at the top of the page and there will be more information there on, you know, welcoming you to the community. But yeah, that's that. That's that. So without any further ado, let's get into the topic today. As I said, I'm getting married beginning of June. It's a big day for me and... Yeah, as I said, I'm recording in advance. It hasn't happened yet, even though when you're listening, it hopefully will have happened, unless I get cold feet. <laughs> now I'm kind of pressuring myself not to do that. But yeah, so I can't, I can't really talk about the specific details because, of course, I cannot predict the future. But to get cold feet, this is a good expression, which hopefully, you know, People like me will not have to use, but this just means when you get too scared about doing something, usually it's kind of like in the public eye and you have to 
chicken out. You're too scared and you have to kind of run away because you're scared. So if you get cold feet at your wedding, you will run away and hide and not get married, right? But, you know, maybe you can also use it for acting. If you're going on stage and you, you know, want to perform or do a speech in front of many people, you may get cold feet and end up, you know, just not going because you're scared. So that's a really good expression to use, get cold feet. Not going to be appropriate for me, I promise, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, I popped the question back in December, right? So I'm going to be talking about some things, some sentences today, looking at some expressions while we do that. So I popped the question back in December. I know my partner doesn't like any big special displays of public affection or anything like that. So rather than, you know, doing it in public and everyone looking at us, I did it in our hotel room. Very simple. You know, and I, I think she was happy about that. It wasn't anything too public and embarrassing. I think it went well. In fact, I think it's quite funny because I think we're very similar people, you know. So she responded in the exact same way that I would have responded if I had been proposed to, which was, hmm, hmm, let me think about it. Let me think about it. Which is, I think, a good example of like British sarcasm, you know. It is obvious that it was a yes, but it was, hmm, let me think. Hmm, let me see. <laughs> so to pop the question is to, you know, get down on one knee and propose. Say, will you marry me? We say, pop the question. I think pop, like that sound, just symbolises it's a quick, sudden thing. Pop the question. And yeah, I, I took the plunge. There's another one. I took the plunge and did it. So I think getting married is a really scary thing, right? And I, you know, I, I always think of Chandler Bing on Friends, the TV show, and he got cold feet before his wedding. He got really scared and he was thinking about not getting married to Monica, if I remember correctly. He got cold feet and he tried to run away and hide. But eventually he took the plunge and he decided to marry her. He was brave enough to marry her. So to take the plunge is to do something very, very scary, like jumping in at the deep end of the swimming pool. You, you plunge in. It's very scary but you do it anyway. So yeah, I think any kind of marriage proposal, I think it's scary for anyone, right? It's a big, big decision. Not to say that it's scary because you think it might be wrong. It's just scary for, I guess, many reasons. Like what if it doesn't, you know, what if they say no? What if, mm, you know, what if it's not the right time? All that kind of stuff, it's on your mind perhaps. But I, you know, I'm going to take the plunge, it's a good time, and it's going to make the future a lot easier as well. I think many things become a lot easier for couples after they're married. There's also this expression to tie the knot. I'm not really a fan of this one because it sounds a bit possessive to me, like you're kind of tied to someone, it's like no freedom. Just a personal thing, I guess. But I think this comes from the olden days when in many cultures you would tie people's hands together with a rope. I'm only guessing, so please don't believe me without double checking, but I'm pretty sure that's where it comes from when like you would, at the, the wedding ceremony, you would tie your arms together to symbolize the, the joining of two people. So I, I presume that's where this phrase comes from. To tie the knot means to make it official, to get married, 
officially. So I tied the knot in December, you know, 20, 2018, for example. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, of that one. You know, many people will have this kind of set structure, the set path in life where they, you know, they, they pop the question, they get married, and then they think about settling down. To settle down is a really good common phrasal verb, which means to, you know, buy a house, have a family, to become more settled and stable in your life. And, you know, just to clarify, I, I have no intention of settling down anytime soon. You know, I still want to, there's a lot I want to do. I want to see a lot of the world or we want to see a lot of the world. I should, I should start saying we a lot more now, possibly. But of course, in the future, let's not talk about me, we'll talk about generally, you know, I don't want to get too personal, but generally people will settle down and have a baby and that's kind of the standard thing to do, isn't it? But let me know in the comments, you know, leave a comment on levelupenglish.school slash podcast 163. Leave a comment at the bottom of the page. Let me know if you want to settle down or maybe you have settled down and you have a more stable life in a permanent house. Let me know how it is. Should I be afraid of that? Is it scary? Let me know. <laughs> Another thing that it's really common to do, let's say in Western culture, maybe all over the world, I don't really know, but this is to have a party before you get married. And these are gender-specific parties. So there'll be a, like an all-male party, an all-female party, but they're not together. In America, this is called a bachelor party for men, a bachelorette party for women. Makes sense. In the UK, it's very different. The male party is called a stag party, and the female one is called a hen party. These are the animals, stag, hen. But we often use the word do, that's a really common British word. D-O can be a noun meaning party, gathering, get together. So stag do, hen do. You know, we often use these phrases. I'm not so interested in having a stag do. I want to do something, but you know, going out partying, getting drunk, you know, it's, it's not for me. It's not what I want to do at this stage of my life, you know? So I'm going to think about doing something a bit unusual, a bit unorthodox, which is I'm going to do a kayaking stag do. That's my plan. <laughs> we'll see if it actually happens. I haven't really planned it yet, but I love kayaking. Haven't been for ages. This is the little kind of boat that you can paddle in. Might just do that with my friends instead. I celebrate my wedding by going for a swim, you know, in a kayak. <laughs> little bit unusual but I'm, I think I'm an unusual person so that that suits me. Maybe one final expression I would like to share is I think it's really funny but this is a pejorative one which means it's negative and this is saying the old ball and chain, the old ball and chain. This is a good phrase, well it's not a good phrase, it's a bad phrase to use referring to one's wife and it is kind of referencing the heavy ball and the chain that is connected to a prisoner's leg. So it's kind of comparing your wife to a chain. Like your wife is keeping you prisoner. Like you, you, you don't have any freedom anymore because you're married to your wife. So it's actually a really horrible meaning, but I, I find it's quite funny to use sarcastically. 
you know, I would never use it seriously, but I'm looking forward to using this one. When people ask you, you know, Michael, what are you doing on the weekend? Well, you know, hanging out with the old ball and chain, something like that. I might have to make sure it's okay with her first, but I, I think that's a funny joke. <laughs> I would never view marriage in such a way, though. It's not, no, not me. I think it's an interesting question, too, and maybe this is where we can end the chat today, because this is a cultural thing on the one, finding the one. So do you guys believe in the one? Just to clarify, this is that one special person who is perfectly suited for you. Some people believe that there is one person who is destined for you. Like, you only have one partner who is perfect for you, and no one else in the world, just one person. And it's all magical and kind of like a fairy tale, like a Disney movie. Some people believe that almost like your soul, you know, your spirit is connected to another person. There's actually a really sweet story, myth. I don't know if it's like a Greek thing or some kind of old cultural religious thing. I don't really remember, but it was the idea that before your birth, you know, your souls are kind of connected, your spirits are connected. And when you're born into the world, into your human body, you're separated from your soulmate, you know, the one, your soulmate. And then in your life, you know, you have to go on this journey to find your soulmate and be reconnected with them again, which is like a really sweet idea. It's kind of nice. So let me know in the comments again, do you guys believe in a soulmate? Do you believe in the one? Personally, I don't. I don't believe in finding the one. I'm very logical. I'm very cold. I'm very cold about it, which is not romantic at all. But, you know, I'm very aware that if, if I was born in another country, if I was born in Argentina, hello, Argentinian listeners. <laughs> if I was born in Argentina, I would probably would find a different girlfriend, a different wife, and I would be very happy with her, you know, but that's not the case. But, you know, I believe that there are many, many, many people that we could be with, hypothetically. And in, in my view, it's kind of a compliment to your partner, because when you get married, you're kind of saying, you know, you're implying there are many people who I could be with in the world, many beautiful people, many people who might love me back as well. Despite that, I'm choosing to be with you because I think you're amazing. You know, I, it's a very romantic, nice way of looking at it. So even though it sounds a bit, it, it doesn't sound very romantic, I think it is quite a romantic idea. That's my view, my personal view. Let me know what you think if you believe in the one. And let me know if you think it's a cultural thing. Like, do other people in your country believe in that too? Or is it just personal? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to end it here today because my voice is getting a little bit sore now. I've been talking too much, perhaps. But I'm actually going to go through some podcast reviews first and then leave you with a quote, as I always do, to give you motivation for the week. So the first review is from Deem4321 from Saudi Arabia, who says, Hello, dear Michael. Watch my YouTube video about dear. <laughs> Hello, Michael. The podcast is amazing and helpful and lovely. 
I almost listen to all episodes. You always change my thinking, my point of view of life. Believe me, my feelings before and after listening is not the same. Thank you very much. Stay safe and healthy. I love to hear that. Thank you, Deem, so much. That's very kind of you. That is exactly my goal is hopefully by the end of every episode, you feel a little bit more positive, a little bit happier, and you kind of feel like you're glad that you listened. Yes, that was a good episode. I enjoyed that. That's my goal. I got another review from Germany from Woman Schwang Hei. I love your accent and voice so much. Wow. And also the way you talk, it is clear and easy to understand. The contents of your podcast are interesting. I'm new here. I have only listened to three episodes, but I'm sure I will listen to all of your episodes in the future. Wow, You've got a lot to catch up on, but thank you so much. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you are hearing this review now. And yeah, that's really cool. Really cool. I'm, I'm glad you left a review after just a couple episodes. So thank you very much. My quote today is from Abraham Lincoln. Not related to language learning, but I think it's nice. So this is just very simply, whatever you are, be a good one. Whatever you are, be a good one. Very important to be happy with who you are. Happy with your current level of English, you know. You can still be happy while wanting to improve. You you, you don't have to be unhappy about it. So I like that. But thank you very much for listening today. If you want to hear more from me, you can check out my private podcast, group lessons and much more at levelupenglish.school and click on the members button to become a member. You can also leave me a podcast question at levelupenglish.school slash podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time.